Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org, this is a remote edition of Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer, and my guests today are the members of the London band Curse of Lono. Headed by singer-songwriter Felix Bechtelsheimer, the group's latest album is called People in Cars, and they describe it as cinematic southern gothic rock. And having heard the album, I think that description nails it. Let's hear Curse of Lono performing live in London and a version of their song In Your Arms. Something for the pain Just a little pinch Just a tiny bite To let me know I'm still alive Need a little push To help me sleep Again Need a little 
fire Need a little spark, ignite those burnt out stars Try to recalibrate my soul For you That's a live performance of In Your Arms by the London-based band The Curse of Lono. And uh, joining me at the microphone, Felix Bechtelsheimer, who is uh, one of the, the two singers, along with Bo Lucas in the band. Felix, nice to have you here, or there. Thank you for having me. Uh, where is, uh, I can see the, the sign Doghouse behind the band. Is that a studio? What is that? Yeah, that's our studio. That was actually the rehearsal room uh, for my previous band, and then it became the rehearsal room for this band, and now we've kitted it out for a full recording studio. So we actually made the album in there as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what was your previous band called? It was called Hey Negrita. After the Rolling Stones song? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, um, I'm not totally surprised to hear that because I do get, at times, a, a kind of a retro vibe. Yeah. How, how big an influence are the sounds of, you know classic rock the the music of 40 50 years ago massive um i think that was my bread and butter growing up um i used to get laughed at at school when everyone else was listening to um the more popular boy bands and i was listening to the beach boys um so it for me that is that is what i've always obsessed over and what i've what i've drawn from the most i have recently tried to um not try to, I just, I've got more into new bands because I think that well dries up after a while, you know. Yeah. Um, and there are there are much more current bands that I draw from, but you can't help going back to The Doors and The Velvet Underground and The Rolling Stones because that's what I listen to when I'm driving, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned The Doors. I hear a lot of their echo in especially the song we'll be hearing you do next, London yeah. Rain. Um, but interesting, you mentioned, uh, I, like, Lou Reed, Velvet Underground, because In Your Arms presents as a kind of a simple love song, you know, yeah. lying in your arms tonight. But then that line about stone cold on the ground, which is a somewhat jarring image, you know, yeah. in, in a, what seems like a simple love song. Kind of like Lou Reed's Perfect Day, you know, yeah. where at the end he has that line, you're going to reap just what you sow. And it's like, yeah. wow, where did that come from? What does that mean? Yeah. It's a song I wrote during the first lockdown, and it was a song about temptation. Uh, I used to be quite uh, um, into various refreshments of various different types, and I'm not anymore. But that it was it's almost a fictional thing of what would happen if I if I decided to to follow the road of temptation again. And it, it, I think in reality, it's very literal. Instead of lying in in my wife's arms, I, anything else could be happening at that time. That kind of storytelling, that kind of a setting, you know, mm. we find a lot of that in country music, Appalachian yeah. ballads, and of course, many of them go back to England and Scotland and Ireland. Yeah. But still, uh, you know, it, it does sound like there's a very strong kind of 
um, influence that you've taken from American roots music? Definitely. I mean, the closest I used to get to country music and American roots music was the Rolling Stones dabblings with it. Um, but then I moved to America in 2000 um, and some of the people I was spending all my time with were obsessed with country music of the type that I couldn't really get my head around. But it, I didn't listen to the records. My, my, my flatmate would get out an acoustic guitar and he'd play John Prine songs, Guy Clark and um, Chris Christopherson. So real, real country. Yeah. And, you know, Steve Earle and all that stuff. And listening to those records, I couldn't get into that straight away. That took time. But listening to it just with someone with a gruff voice singing it slightly out of tune on an acoustic guitar. So all you could really get your head around and get your teeth into were the lyrics and the storytelling. And it absolutely blew my mind. And I got obsessed with um, with song. I was already writing songs at the time, but not to the same extent. That became a, a total obsession for me to try and, you know, be able to tell a story and paint a real vivid picture um, as opposed to just concentrating on the music. Where were you living when you were here in the States? I was in a, a place called Delray Beach in, in South Florida. I was um, running away from London from... Um, from a, a, I was uh, suffering from quite a bad addiction at the time and I was in my early 20s and I tried everything to get away from that and my very toxic destructive environment that I had around around me in London mm. my my estranged uncle lived out there and um, he was drinking heavily and going through a divorce living on a little boat and he said just get away from it all and, and hang out with me. And I hadn't seen him in probably a decade. And there, we, we, there were these, it ended up with these two wounded souls trying to get, I was trying to help him through his divorce and he was carrying me through my stuff and I had to get away from London. And it was a great thing, you know, to get away. And that's where I got turned on to the American Roots music. And to be honest, that became something I really clung to for that year. And I think I wrote over 100 songs in that year. I, I have to say probably 95 of them weren't very good. But it was the process of doing it. Yeah, It was the process of just, I had to sit with my guitar every day and just churn stuff out. And that, that really helped. And uh, at, at what point did this band, Curse of Lono, come together? Um, I, I came back, I started a band called Hey Negrita, which went on for, I think, five or six years. And we did a lot of touring, we did four records. And when that slowly started to to fade away, we, we ended that on very good terms. Everyone was very good friends. and But we had, our guitarist went off to be a, a doctor of music at Newcastle University. Mm. Our banjo and accordion player went to Moscow University. And so everyone was off doing very highbrow stuff. And... So I stopped that and straight away started Curse of Lono. Okay. Uh, I will ask you about the band name uh, in a moment, but yeah. first let's let's hear another uh, let's hear another performance by the band, Curse of Lono from London, um, performing a song called London Rain. This is from their new album called People in Cars. But here's a live performance. Barrel, gonna hit the city clean. 
That's called London Rain. The Curse of Lono, the name of the band. Their newest album is called People in Cars. Singer and songwriter Felix Bechtelsheimer is with me. Well, uh, with the rest of the band. Bo Lucas on vocals. Joe Harvey White switched from pedal steel to guitar on that song. Carlos de los Santos playing keyboards. Tom Sansbury on bass. Chris Jones on drums. And Felix, all right, um... First of all, yes, I still hear the Doors influence <laughs> in, yeah. in that song. Um, I guess it's hard to avoid when you have that electric keyboard solo. <laughs> it is, you know, but it's a tribute. What can you do? <laughs> and uh, you and Bo seem to be enjoying yourselves uh, in that performance. Yeah, no, I I forgot to come in for the for the last chorus, so she get she gave me a little. I, I caught it just in time, but she realised I was about to forget. All right, um, now so the the band name, the Curse of Lono. If anyone looks up the Curse of Lono, you are not the first thing they find. No, definitely not. It's a it's a Hunter S. Thompson book, and when we did the first demos, um, there. It was a limited edition that was out at the time. You couldn't buy the paperback version. And in the studio, there was this limited edition coffee table book signed by Hunter and Ralph Steadman, his illustrator. Right. And the story isn't great, to be honest, but the illustrations were amazing. And we thought we were really cool because I'm a big Hunter fan. I'd never heard of this thing. I thought, right, this is, you know, something really underground. And uh, by the time we put the first EP out, this was out in every bookstore as a paperback so it wasn't so cool anymore <laughs> <laughs> what is the story what was it was it just the drawings that that made you think oh this is what i want to name my band we just well it was the drawings but uh, in between hunter s thompson's crazy drug-fueled um adventures in hawaii there's this historical passage these historical passages where captain cook comes to hawaii and as he gets there the natives think he is the god lono reincarnated and they start treating him as a as a deity, and he loves this. So he hangs out with the hula girls, and uh, you know, enjoys himself maybe a little too much. Outstays his welcome, and in the end, they they kill him. And I just thought that was a cool story, much more than you know the hunter stories. We've we've heard those a million times, and it's great. But it's it's not it's a fun it's a fun book, but it's not his best work. But the illustrations mixed with this historical, I love this idea of this guy being treated as a deity and then you know he outstays his welcome and i find that very interesting it, i think it's lots of parallels with the music industry <laughs> and with life in general be careful what you wish for yeah um and it, it actually inspired a recent book and i'm forgetting the name of it but it's all about those instances where you have a meeting of cultures and one culture mm. assumes the person representing the other one is some sort of deity yeah, and then when reality really kind of sets in, things generally go pear shaped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the new album is called "People in Cars." Yeah. Um, that is not the kind of image I associate with a London band. That to me speaks more of California, L.A. Yeah. Car culture, that sort of thing. Have you ever? Have you been out to L.A.? Yeah, played there a bunch of times. I've, I've spent a fair amount of time out there. And it's actually named after another book, this album. Um, it's uh, a photography book by Mike Mandel. And it's actually photos taken at an L.A. intersection in the 70s. He stands at this intersection and just takes pictures of people in their cars. 
And I have this thing when when I'm writing, if I if I don't have anything specific that's bothering me or that I'm inspired by, I like looking at photography books hmm. because they only give you a glimpse. They don't give you a whole story. They don't give you any words. And I never write about an image, but I find that images trigger something in me and, and it can start a little chain reaction. And so it becomes personal again, but it's just, it, it starts something. And this book was one of the ones that I was looking at when I was trying to get inspiration for this record. So not only LA, but LA 50 years ago. So the LA yeah. of the doors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, you are nothing if not consistent <laughs> in your yeah. in your influences. Um, there's also a neat thing that happens very often in music. Um, you know, we've seen a huge rise of like sad dance songs in pop music. Uh, mm. Not that that is new. Um, but, you know, before we get too far from London Rain, the lyrics there are in darker. Yeah. And yet it's it's riding along on this kind of rockabilly rhythm, you know. Yeah. So there's that tension between the the kind of the lyrical content and the musical propulsion that is moving the story along. Yeah. Intentional on your part? It's hard to know. I think these things evolve, don't they? You, you I, I come up with a song that where I have the lyrics are always the I'm don't no one's allowed to hear any demos or anything until the lyrics are done. And then once I've got that, it's sometimes the songs get more upbeat, sometimes they become more downbeat. And you sort of then find the musical arrangement that that works with that I always say they like to play nicely together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and that one just sort of worked, I think. And I think it someone described that song as sort of night driving music and that's kind of what what i wanted to go with it and i think i still leave enough gaps in the lyrics that people can sort of figure out what what it what it is for them yeah i i mean definitely you know i i think of i was thinking driving music i was thinking not only of the doors but the doors la woman which is yeah. like the classic driving with the windows down you know song exactly more sounds of of kind of classic rock almost country or southern rock in this uh, final song you're going to do called way to mars mm. uh, what was the inspiration for this one well this is um we got to go on tour in in all around europe with um with Southside Johnny and the Asbury Dukes and also did some shows with Steve Earle on that run. And um, my daughter at the time was very, you know, she, she was very little, I think she was 18 months old. And I was away for a lot that year. And I think that was, that was we, we did a long tour with, with Chuck Prophet of Green on Red as well. That was a one month tour. Then we went straight back out with, you know, with Steve Earle and, and the Asbury Dukes. And I was away a lot, and I kept wrestling with this idea of why to to go out away from home for months on end when it's just you is one thing. Um, when you've got a, 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 a child and you have to try and explain why daddy's still out there chasing the rock and roll dream around the highways of Europe, it was a really interesting concept for me, and I was. It, it, it's. I don't want to say I was wrestling with it because that's that's not right. I was intrigued by it, hmm. but that's what the song was about. Is that I'll, I'd give anything to be home with you, but I'm also kind of having 
uh, quite a good time doing this as well. And that that was the inspiration. That's why it's got a bit of a classic rock feel because the people we were asked to to play with, you know, Southside Johnny, Chuck Prophet, Steve Earl, there's that kind of vibe to it. And, you know, that's that's kind of the the direction I wanted to take it in musically. All right, let's uh, let's hear the performance. Way to Mars is the name of the song. Uh, the band Curse of Lono from London performing in their Doghouse studio and uh, another track from their new record called People in Cars. Yeah. 
only got myself to blame The plastic gun still turns her on I can see she's almost gone Now we all get paid when the nightmares fade It's not as bad as being alone The undertoe is strong down here in the sky But you can't sleep here anyway You look like hell I cough and say I'm on my way To the promised land, can't you tell? Ooh, scrape me off the wall I'll pay you what, so just grab my coat Help me find my way to the door That is the band The Curse of Lono from London and a song called Way to Mars. The new record is called People in Cars. And Felix, um, how much of this is a pandemic record? I mean, it sounds like you had at least some songs begun before things shut down. Yeah, I'd say it's half and half. You know, I was writing the record uh, pre-pandemic. I had the majority of it written. Um, Then we kept getting delayed. We couldn't go in the studio. So there was a couple more songs um, that came out in that time. And then we sort of finished what we thought was the album. It was done. And then there was, you know, it was a difficult record to make because I was in the studio with the producer and the engineer. And then band members would come in one at a time with face masks on. And it was, you know, it was difficult. So a few months went by. No one wanted to put the record out because no one was putting out records at that time. So we sat around and obviously I carried on writing and I had the pandemic to deal with. Um, Sadly, my father passed away at the beginning of the pandemic. And that was very, that hit me very hard. I was very, very lucky in a way that I was able to get there and be with him on his last night. Um, I spent the whole night with him. And I know a lot of people who lost people who weren't able to do that. So it was the darkest night of my life possibly, but it was also... Um, I was I can count myself lucky for having been allowed to have that experience. But a lot of writing happened as a result of that. So by the time it was possible to go back in the studio, the band had pretty much disintegrated as they weren't happy with some weren't happy with the direction on the whole. People had to get full time jobs um, doing other stuff. And so when the fog lifted a little bit, um, I called the producer. I talked to all the band members and had a lovely chat with everyone they went I said look I'm going to carry on they like they gave me their blessing and I called Ollie my producer and long he's my longest collaborator 
And I said, I've got some more tunes. What did you say? And we went back in and it was just me and him and Joe Harvey White. And then we had a few other musicians come in to do bits and pieces. Yeah, and we just did another five tracks and not really knowing if it would be a separate EP or if it'd be part of the record. And those tracks all made it onto the album. So that was the, the you know, the dad and lockdown pandemic stuff. So it all sort of merged together by the end. People in Cars is the name of the latest record from The Curse of Lono. And uh, Felix, uh, to you and the band, thank you so much for playing for us. Terrific stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Watch the videos of Curse of Lono performing these songs for us. They're here on the website at newsounds.org, but also on the New Sounds YouTube channel. Soundcheck's technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. See you next time. Let's go.